For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, this is Stu Hodum with Believe in the Media Guide on the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? On November 5th, Seton Hall University's College of Communication and the Arts held a Zoom event entitled Year of Playing Dangerously, Sports During COVID-19, as part of its Sports Media Speaker Series. In July, we sampled last fall's event with Bob Costas. Seton Hall alumnus and ESPN legend Bob Lee moderated last month's panel. College of Communication and the Arts professional in residence and editor and publisher of Baseball America, B.J. Schechter, hosted four reporters, Aditi Kinkabwala, on-air reporter for the NFL Network, Dana O'Neill, senior writer for The Athletic, Ken Rosenthal, reporter for Fox Sports and The Athletic, and Ramona Shelburne, on-air NBA reporter for ESPN. Over 90 minutes, the panelists tackled moral, ethical, health, and financial questions. This week, we'll focus on how the pandemic changed access and what these men and women did to report their stories. Kinkabwala spoke for the panel when she expressed her appreciation for her career, just not this year. I love, love, love what I do for a living. I'm, to be perfectly honest, this is not my favorite season by any means. I'm not enjoying my job as much as I usually do. Lee teed up the topic of access and insight by addressing the elephant in the Zoom. Zoom press conferencing as a, you know, not having that ability to get that true face time, to develop relationships, to, to, you know, get with people, to how have you had to adapt? And do you think you're able to do what you've done in the past at the same level without having that same interpersonal access. As the NFL Network's Pittsburgh Steelers beat reporter, Kinkabwala explained how she misses designated times and the context that comes from reporting at the team's facility. My style of reporting is that unless it's absolutely vitally urgent, I hate, I'm always loath to bother somebody on their time. In the same way that my time is my time and If my boss needs to call me, okay, so be it. But if this is my time to read a bedtime story to my kid, I'd really rather not be bothered because I give you all this other time. So when I'm in a locker room for an hour, that's my time to talk to people how I want to. I can talk to whoever I want by myself if I want to. I can have a conversation if I have a pointed question, so be it. Right now, we're left with these Zooms where we all talk to everybody about the same, you know, there's no individual interaction. And then can I call people? Sure. But if it's not, you know, Lou Williams being in a strip club, is it really vital that I bother somebody on their personal time? And so 
it's just that piece is missing. The reporting is not quite the same. And this is one of those things when we're talking about teams that do well right now, I feel like veteran older teams do better. I also think quite frankly, veteran reporters right now are maybe doing better because you just have this historical context, you know, like Ramona can look back and think about somebody from three years ago, or Dana can think about a team or what a coach was like four years ago and bring that context in. I think if you're a brand new reporter and all you get is sort of spoon fed the same gruel that everybody else is getting, it's really hard right now. It's really hard to distinguish yourself or you're just calling people on the phone. But as you said, like the I don't know, a pandemic time, maybe some guys like actually talking more now because they go home from the facility and they're stuck with their family and they're not going out. But it still just feels there's there's a lot of responsibilities on everybody's shoulders right now, especially if you have young children. And so it's just it's a difficult thing to navigate. Not being in the NBA bubble, Shelburne found clever ways to write without her usual level of access. Life is different for me as a 41 year old mom now and and than it was when I was in my 30s or 40 or 20s or whatever um and so my challenge was okay I'm not there but I wanted every story I did to have something different to have something that I could get and I would like so one one day I um but I would you know there's only so many bullets I can fire okay like I mean I you know I know the Lakers really well they happen to win this year so I was, you know, kind of plotting it out like, okay, there's going to be one time when I'm going to write about Dwight Howard and I'm going to do it in a way that's going to use everything I've known about Dwight, all this, you know, I kind of had a, some anecdotes of how they signed him and things that I've been sitting on, you know, just like as a beat writer, you you know, you just file that stuff away. Um, there was going to be one game where I was going to use the Anthony Davis's dad card because I know him and I could call him and he would, you know, tell me some stuff. He actually gave me something that I never even heard before. Um, that, you know, just how much Kobe Bryant had mentored Anthony when they were at the Olympics and how close they, you know, Kobe just said to him, I'm going to, I'm going to look after your boy, you know, and I, you know, I was like, this is a good story. Like, it's not something that I, you know, so I, I took it as a challenge, um, of like how much more I could get, but I, I'll be honest, like, you know, I'm writing an Andre Iguodala story. I'm not there. I got Andre on the phone, you know, myself for 45 minutes. So I should be able to pull that together. But like, the other voices, the extra voices that you need to make a good story and the extra color, the extra scene, the extra, just, I didn't have it. And I remember saying to my editor, I'm like, you know, I, I, I just, I wish this could, this would be so much better if I was there, if I was just like at the heat practice and I could just pull aside Spo and he would give me something, you know, a little extra or whatever. Now I got to text him and he's busy or he's, you know, so, you know, I did the best I could. I, you know, I try to take it as a challenge, do that anyway when we're in a press conference settings, but um, not the way I want to do my job going forward. O'Neill took Shelburne's approach a step further, explaining how she sought details to flesh out stories. I think in a weird, twisted way, it's made me a better reporter because you have to be so much better at asking really good questions and really follow up questions and digging details out of people. Like if you're on the phone and they say, I went for a ride in my old beat up car, you have to go, oh, I'm sorry to be painful. What kind of car is that and what color? And so maybe that's a, a bonus from it. I mean, that, that it's kind of made you hone down on your reporting skills a little bit um, because you can't see it. You got to ask it and, and figure it out. In her quest to get those nuggets, O'Neill relied on public relations representatives to provide information so she could make the most of her questions in the limited time she had with interview subjects. 
some people have, you know, just kind of floated me like extra information that, you know, scene or color or whatever it is. Um, goofy stuff like that. I mean, I covered the stupid Belmont. I mean, I covered a horse race and, you know, there was, <laughs> couldn't go in the backside. I couldn't go on the track. I couldn't go here. I couldn't go there. But the PR guy was like, well, we can try to get you like a little bit, you know, in here so you can see it a little differently. I mean, we're, okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. It's like the smallest little thing. Um, yeah access and and anything that you can throw us you know I think um like I said information and nuggets of, of stuff to even pull a thread on a story because we're not interfacing with these guys like we normally would and learning their backstories like we might I don't have the luxury of sitting down with 40 minutes you know with Dale and Suggs at Gonzaga or whatever so I need someone to give me a little if you can throw me a little you know a little bit about them before I do if you want to shoot me a little information to help get my 10 minutes that I get on yeah. zoom started that would be awesome. During a pandemic, reporting basics become even more important, according to Kinkabwala. Find the nugget that nobody else has. Don't worry about the transactional thing. Don't worry about the headline. Give us the same way that Dana says, you have to be a really good reporter and pull everything out. Tell me something that I can't find anywhere else. And I think that's what makes you invaluable. Shelburne described how her curiosity and unique interests led her toward new stories and away from media availabilities, whether they have been in person in the past or virtual during COVID-19. We all are frustrated by the Zooms, right? Um, you know, I, I always ran away from the press conference anyway. Like when I go to a game, I just talk to everyone in the stands. I talk to people off to the side. And so, um, you know, try to, but now, now you have to be more creative in doing that. Right. But like so much of having a good story these days is just thinking of a good angle to start with or thinking of a good thing that nobody's writing about, like, um, and then just reporting the hell out of it. And don't worry so much about, don't be the like 12th person to be right writing a story off LeBron James's Zoom call from today. Like, it's not going to make you stand out. You're not going to, you're It's just, you know, we're not going to be judged like, oh man, she really killed that lead. That was great. You know, I mean, it's like the same lead that everybody else had, right? And like, all we care about really are LeBron's quotes. Um, you know, I did a story like um, on the WNBA this year and I spent like months on it. And I did it because I was just personally really interested. And so this is always my advice. Um, there's so many stories that we have to write. There are so many stories that it is our job to write. But when you can find stories that you are personally very curious about and interested in and care about, that's when you're going to do your best work because you're, it's going to come from within um, and not, I mean, you got to do your job. You got to do the things you have to do. But um, like I was super interested in this, in this WNBA story about the Atlanta dream owner who um, she has Senator from Georgia and she came out against black lives matter and the league's embrace of it. And what it's like for those players playing for a team like that. Like I was interested in, you know, their Twitter feed is, is, is supporting all of the things that their owner is against. And like, that's weird. Right? Like, how does that work? Um, and then I, you know, I, I literally, I just spent like a month calling people in Georgia and, you know, we worry about access. No, I didn't have any problem getting access. I mean, everybody wants to talk to you when you're, when you're doing a story that nobody else is doing. And they're, they're ready to talk and they're interested. So come up with good stories that are interesting and don't just write me the 12th person to write some big piece on LeBron. When the MLB playoff bubble opened for Rosenthal, he was eager to go. Before heading to Arlington to cover the National League Championship Series and the World Series, he talked about what he missed most during the pandemic, a sentiment that rang true for all of the reporters. What everyone has said, how much you miss 
the one-on-one contact. And I was privileged to be around the players again during the playoffs. Now I had to quarantine for eight days to do it in Texas. Fox sports asked me if I would do that. And I literally jumped at the chance because I had missed being around the players, the coaches, the managers, the athletic trainers, everybody that I normally come into contact with. And it meant so much to me to see those people again. And to me, and I think everyone on the panel would agree, this job is about people. And the joy I get from this job is interacting with all these different people. And that's the thing I came to appreciate even more when that was lost. As he found out from players and the Milwaukee Brewers manager, Rosenthal said reporters aren't the only ones who miss people. Lee led Rosenthal into his observation. I've heard that some, some baseball players, Kenny, had trouble getting as juiced up for the game because they, they feed off the crowd. No question, Bob. And especially the closers, the guys who come in in the ninth inning, pitch the end, and are kind of going off adrenaline, going off their song and they, that they come into, the crowd noise, the whole thing. They felt that other players talked about it as well. And I thought Craig Council, the Brewers manager, really put it best. At one point, he said, the best part of being a major league player is walking out of that dugout onto the field as the game starts with the crowd kind of getting revved up and going. And now walking onto the field is the worst part of the game because there's no juice. There are no fans. There's nothing there. During the playoffs, the NLCS and the World Series, when there were fans in Texas, one quarter capacity, it was a lot better. And it made a difference that you didn't even know really that it was only one fourth full because there was a lot of energy and a lot of excitement and the players definitely reveled in it much more. On a personal level, Rosenthal shared the biggest lesson he'll take away from the pandemic. The thing I'll probably carry with me the most is just the care in my daily life, going to restaurants, that kind of thing. We've been very careful. My wife is that kind of person in general. So I would imagine that would be the one thing that I carry forward. For more comments from these panelists, go to Seton Hall's website, shu.edu slash communication arts. Click on the Explore tab and drill down to Sports Media Speaker Series. Thanks for listening to Believe in the Media Guide. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the podcast on iTunes and find us wherever you get podcasts, including Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. I'm on Twitter at Hotem, H-O-T-H-E-M as in Mary. Stay tuned and stay safe. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.